Hello, hello, hello and welcome to Everyday People. My name is Webhav. Thank you so much for listening. This week's episode is with Sai Sai, uh, as she's known in her industry. Uh, she's a game designer, graphic designer. Was recommended by Abhilash. And uh, I'm excited for you to listen to this because this is where Everyday People gets fun for me. Like the first few episodes so far have been people I know. Right, people who are my friends, Abhilash and Sudeep, and people who have not who I have not interviewed before, but I know them and I've had many conversations with them. They're my friends. From here on, we start into the recommendations. So Abhilash recommended today's guest, and this is a person I've had no conversations with ever. This is our genuine first conversation. So we spoke for about forty five, forty six minutes. So the first fifteen minutes is not on record because that's me just explaining this podcast to her. um but after that it's all just a fantastic deep dive into her work uh, her new life as a mother um learning to live in the present a lot of good things and a very creative person it is fun for me as a creative person to get to talk to another creative person so this is something for you to enjoy now i know the podcast is late by an episode but who gives a shit i was <laughs> i was uh enjoying doing fantasy cartography for the last 3 4 days just making a map and maybe i'll tell you about that some other time uh, but the episode is out now and so enjoy here you go this is sai sai so i'll record an intro and all that later uh, but thank you so much for joining me um my first question to you is who are you uh, what do you do and what is your current side project or hobby okay so i'm sai i am trained as graphic designer but i have a lot of other interests um i am also a board game designer one game that's published um i uh, i'm a new mom so that is a new phase in life uh, another creation so that's exciting and um uh, that's taking up all my time as of now but uh, my side project if if i could take up a side project right now it would be really to update my portfolio online because <laughs> that is something that uh, has not been done for quite some time so yes to get back into um, you know into work mode probably after a month or two so okay. yeah that's that's what it is you primarily work as a graphic designer or as a game designer so honestly there is uh, no real money in board game design right now so graphic design is what pays my bills bills yeah uh yeah so that is how and plus i think that if you make your uh i know other people think otherwise but if i if i make something that i'm really passionate about into work i think the it, it kind of the love goes away because you're just chasing some things you're agreeing to too many things that your clients want right so i i like it that way um and what is the game you published i think i know but just for the listener uh, so it's called honey scouts uh, it's uh, published by dice toy labs and um, i think it was published in 2020 uh and that was my first published game the very first game that i self published was banana banana learned a lot of lessons from it 
uh, so totally the uh, designing honey scouts was uh, uh, all the lessons learned from banana So yeah okay so I'll I'll we'll only briefly stay on the board game can you tell only me more about like the lessons you mentioned what are the lessons that you've learned and then uh how has the reception been to honey scouts how did like is it something you're really proud of or tell me more about it uh so very briefly uh i need to give you a context about my first game uh i basically did my post graduation in nid amdabad Mm-hmm. uh that's where i designed my first ever game that's banana banana uh, did the game then people happened to like it because it's a stacking wooden game it's not like jenga but a lot of people because of the stacking nature of it they compare it with jenga mm-hmm. but uh, i realized the target audience that i'm catering to the you know which is primarily kids uh it kind of uh, it didn't start that way but then you know lessons learned uh, i realized that it's for kids added a lot of color to it and you know one thing led to another and how i started i started it started the project with a lot of uh, you know i wanted to be like a designer thing curated thing but then i realized how much the public opinion and your target matters yeah. and that is what changed the game to quite an extent and when i thought it was ready i went to a couple of uh, uh, fairs like these toy and game fairs and you know kind of got a lot of feedback from there and uh, got a lot of people to play it so probably i've done like a, about a 100 play tests for it and when i thought the game was ready uh, so it's not easy to find publishers in india yeah. so i self published lo- around 50 games it was very well received but nobody was ready to pay for it because uh the final game had 60 blocks of wood you mm. know the 1.5 kg game uh to transport it anywhere was a nightmare yeah the logistics uh, of manufacturing know, and the logistics of the manufacture i got the manufacturer everything was in place i recommended it to people who i suggested it to but lessons learned was make a light game you know uh, keep the uh, uh, keep the uh, cost of making really like as low as you can cardboard mm-hmm. games go uh, out better number of blocks the weight a lot of things that i learned from my uh, experience with the very first game i kind of put it in honey scouts okay. uh, honey scouts was a game that uh, um uh, is a, a tile laying uh, uh, and a pattern matching kind of a game right and um it's about these honey bees trying to go and get uh, uh nectar from different flowers right. and uh, to briefly talk about the mechanics of it it's like a trick taking game and uh, it's really competitive it doesn't look like it so again the original game that i had done was uh uh Uh, it had a, it was a little mathy so when i took it to publish the publisher um, uh, the dice toy labs uh, they told me that um, for an indian audience a mathy game um, won't sell well because that is the thing that sits in their head you know they would play the game and probably nobody would go and calculate it they need to know uh, people who are playing players need to know um, 
who is winning and you know they need to they need to see a lot of stuff up front rather than leaving it to the yeah. end yeah yeah setup has to be easy the teach has to be easy the learning curve has to be like really like you know it has to be really uh, uh you know like low like quick so all those um uh con- all those things considered uh, finally the the game got ready in like uh 3 years from when i started initially right so getting it to the publisher and everything did the, my illustrations on my own box design everything so it was like a whole package hmm. i had a lot of fun doing it it was very well received even the mathy part of it was well received by uh, people who were exposed to uh, board game design uh, hmm. bo- uh, like international board games um, not so much for people who are uh, in india yeah you know they still like i was doing all the calculation part so when it got published a much simpler version came out and it was quite well received i'm hoping it goes into reprint again uh, the publisher has said that that's um possibility so i think they he sold 500 sets nice and yeah so that was that was good so i'm it? really happy that it came out in the market and people bought it it's like you know so it it's it's it has been good I mean reprint is the dream right because that's like yes milestone of wow it's success it's a success yeah yes yes it's like okay the first thing is fine you're happy but then yes when it goes to reprint you're like oh people need it so, so yeah, uh, that's good but you mentioned like that you you wanted to be like a curated uh, you're looking to make something that is sophisticated and then you had to sort of simplify it for the audience do you feel like that's something you still want to do later in life like make something complicated like a like a dnd or like a gloomhaven or like a bharata do you want to make something that is an experience for an enthusiast or do you feel like uh, you're going to lean more into this uh... honestly i like uh, light and medium games better because uh, because of the people around me i don't mind playing heavy games but the we, there are very few you can't find so many people who are into that kind of stuff yeah so, so that my next question is that uh, yeah, let's let so, the question do you think there is a growing market at least of enthusiast board gamers in india or do you think we're still like far off from i think it, it's growing on to people but i still think medium games will go better in india than heavier games it, it's also because of the price point it's the yeah. complexity of rules I think in India people don't like to learn new games as often. People still don't mind playing the same old games again and again and again. So that's why the teach has to be really uh, simple. Uh, and nobody reads rule books. Actually, even I don't read rule books. I, I prefer watching a video. So uh, yeah, so I totally get uh, you know why people don't like to read books. So, so for the foreseeable future, though, you're thinking like. Okay, medium games, light games. Yes, yeah, light and medium games. Yeah, something that takes like wouldn't take more than an hour, like half an hour to an hour to. Play. Yeah, because then you yeah. are competing with classics like Ludo and Snakes and Ladders, and also like Monopoly, Monopoly D. Yes. You're competing yes. with all. Yes, 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 mm. yes. Okay. Uh, talking more about your graphic design work, you said you trained NID Ahmedabad, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me more about what drew you to that field and 
how has your experience how has your experience as a graphic designer differed from what you were expecting it to be when you were younger uh so i knew i wanted to do something in this field right since i was in class 3 uh i was an average student uh, i really didn't know why i was going to school uh <laughs> i never questioned it in that way but i really didn't know the only class i really liked to go was uh, a drawing class that happened every saturday mm-hmm. and uh, uh vanita umang kumar is was my teacher she's umang kumar's wife Mm-hmm. that time i think they were either uh, you, you know umang kumar right uh, the director of black and oh, okay, uh, mericom okay. yeah. yeah so they were at very initial stages then uh, but she was a commercial artist and i loved her class and i loved the variation in projects that we used to do every saturday i think it was a 2 hour class and i used to wait for the whole week to go to her and i was right. like i'm going to do whatever she does so at a very young age so to say i had somebody like a mentor she used to teach me but i was never expressive as to what i want to do but somewhere in my head i had i i wanted to do something in the creative field and um uh, after my 12th i did my uh uh, uh, uh my degree in uh, applied arts and mm-hmm. while i was doing that we happened to go to nid to attend a college festival right and when i went there and i felt the vibe of the place i was like i really want to be here uh that's all i thought like i want to be here and i think it i put it at the back of my mind somewhere uh, uh i kind of gave my entrance exam also for ug before because i just heard of nid and never been there. but after i visited that festival i saw the environment and i liked the uh the the, the building and you know like everything was so different compared to educational institutes that you see otherwise yes yeah. and the kind of people and uh, the city I, i was just in love with everything right so time passed i finished my graduation uh gave my post graduation uh gave an exam for my post graduation uh, luckily i got through all over india they just choose two 15 uh students and uh, i think i went to nid and i learned more from my surroundings than my faculty i think that's what a place like that does to you yeah so uh again i never went in with any expectation as such i just wanted to you know explore people explore work different projects explore the place so you know i think that was what uh, made it really fun because once you go in with expectations right then that expectation versus reality kind of frame happens so i i think that's what that's what happened i just want to take a moment to thank you and congratulate you um so i'm a professional writer i'm also an artist and oh. i want to appreciate the fact that from class 3 you knew yeah. that you were in within the arts within the creative industry yeah and the fact that your story has played out like this again not this is what happens to children who want to be in a creative industry but don't really know is that you have to just keep trying and going forward and okay this seems cool let me try and do it there's a lot of uncertainty and yeah. a lot of parents discourage their kids because of that uncertainty 
but then like yeah. when, I, when i have the privilege of sharing a story like yours that you got through it and now you're making a living doing it is the is the is the biggest privilege so thank you so much for sharing that with us i'm really happy to see somebody who wanted to be creative from a young age got to be that and is now making a living doing that that's amazing yes it feels really good i can't imagine doing anything else yeah i <laughs> like i actually did apply to nid bangalore once back in 2017 i think but i oh. dropped out of the application process because i i was not getting a good vibe and yeah. i've i have been a professional writer now for over 8 to 12 years depending on when you start yeah. counting and so i think i'm just going to lean into that but even that is like super creative and i can't imagine doing anything else so i completely understand where you're coming from uh you mentioned that you're a new mother yes <laughs> let's talk about that uh, how has that experience been <laughs> so um i think media portrays uh, this whole journey very differently mm-hmm. uh like uh, i don't know they just make it so melodramatic and they make it so emotional and i don't know i felt like i was treating it like another project mm-hmm. and uh, you know it was nice uh, new things every day uh my mother tells me that uh, you know she she tells me that i should stop exploring so much because i want to do something new every day with with the baby and there is so much content online that tells you how to play with the baby what do you do and right. you know how to keep them engaged and everything and i think it's a, it's 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 been fun like he's four months old now uh it's uh, it's again it's an exploration i don't go into anything like there's no expectation really yeah and i think that's the key probably and every day it's like okay depending on how his moods are upon how i am feeling we just keep doing different things mm-hmm. uh somewhere i think while raising a child i think there is there is uh uh i think some kind of a routine is important which yes. is challenging for me uh being uh, an independent designer freelancer so i have never had a routine um as uh, you know like unless i've been going to college or uh when i had like i had a job and stuff so that is challenging for me keeping up a routine so that is what i'm working at but otherwise everything is just like very normal and good and yeah it's 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 very like uh, let's see where this takes us and and you and the baby are healthy everything is good Yeah, yeah yeah everything is good yeah so just from the amount that we've been talking to me it seems like you're very much a be present and take yeah. take it one step at a time sort of person uh yeah. is that is that how you operate and can you expand have you thought about you know how uh what your relationship is like with your future versus your present versus your past Uh, can you... it's interesting it's interesting that you ask me this i think the kind of person you described was like i was like that for most part of my life mm-hmm. but i think after i got married when i had to accommodate another person in my life yeah you know and i think that is when i started feeling because you're like 50 50 right yeah like like two halves so uh I I think that is the source of my anxiety sometimes because you brought up your born and brought up in a place you understand you are uh, you learn things from your immediate surroundings and that's how you grow up 
the moment you land into land another person in your life and then that person's life becomes a part of your life and they have a very different upbringing and you know the way they deal with life and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i think that was a little different and i think i've become a little like the the anxiousness in me is showing up a little more now mm-hmm. but that's solely because uh, we are, we are used to doing certain things and you know like my my father was from a, a service industry uh, whereas my husband's family is they're a business family so it's a huge difference yeah it's so, a cultural you know, difference also it's a cultural difference yes it doesn't it didn't look so difficult before you know like uh, when you were dating and everything it didn't look anything but then when you finally get into their lives like properly that's when it kind of starts hitting you oh this is not how i used to do Mm-hmm. this is not i think about this yeah you know everything is very um, um you know uh, again like i didn't know i was in a routine myself until i got married there and and how long have you been married uh 3 years now 4 years 4 years. Years. years so before the pandemic yeah yeah before the pandemic yes i mean i i can understand where your anxiety is coming from is that first of all the change of house change of culture then the change in change the- of city change of city then the pandemic yeah. then now you have yeah. a kid it's a massive yeah. of change that you're dealing with yeah yeah and i and i and i have a theory for this i think women deal with a lot more changes than yeah. men i was just discussing this with my husband also like i think we are constantly changing um, our mind our priorities and like i mean there is no other way out you know we are constantly i don't know whether that you know the I, I, there is a statistics that women live more than men right live longer yeah yeah there is something and i think one of the reasons is because of this also right like there is so much change that you can't stagnate right you yeah know, i mean i agree with you getting very late in life i agree with you that it is kind of unfair how much more women have to adjust to the people around them than men i i know i'm not saying it in a negative way i know you're not yeah you're saying it in a positive yeah, way yeah, that yeah. ultimately the change is what makes you more resilient stronger and i'm happy Probably. that you have that positive outlook <laughs> i agree with you and i am coming from the mindset of men need to change more as well so which is why i try and <laughs> you know i try and change as much as possible i think i've changed a lot in the last like 8 10 years a lot of different things oh, have okay. happened so i i appreciate that you have a positive outlook on that um so in 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 sort of concluding the um, interview portion of this of this conversation uh two more questions one if based on like everything that you've told me so far right if you could summarize that into three principles that you try and live by so that you know it's sort of a neat package on the listener they can they can understand like three principles that you find have been really helpful for you in your life so i would say um live in the present it will definitely make you happy mm-hmm. um the other thing is uh don't expect um a lot you know a lot of things like try to be as happy as you can uh you know so that uh you're not controlling like you're not in control of a situation many times so when you go in with that expectation and then you know you're caught into in something and then it just becomes another thing so let things happen to you i think that's a lot of fun also mm-hmm. not that 
uh, everybody is designed that way but uh, yeah but starting just, to expose yourself is like yeah 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 and i also think that if you feel like doing something you should just go ahead and do it otherwise you'll regret not doing it yeah so i think these are the three things that um i i stick by like you shouldn't have regrets uh so yeah those are the three things thank you and the last question for this interview is uh do you have anything you would like to plug or advertise uh, a company or any of your work that you would like people to go check out so i have a studio that i run it's called studio sai sai um i like i said right in the beginning of the of this uh, podcast um i'm yet to uh, kind of uh, update my portfolio some of my work is on behance uh my real name is sai shraddha but everybody in the industry knows me as sai so i, I could probably send you a link of it but mm-hmm. uh, yeah so i'm a graphic designer i'm a board game designer and a paper artist yes. so yeah so this is what uh, i i kind of do you know what i'll what i'll do is in the description of this podcast i'll i'll put a link to your uh, linkedin if you want or your behance whichever one you prefer behance i'll send you the link yeah and then we'll see so uh, thank you so much as the interview concluded uh, how how was that experience for you have you ever been interviewed before i have been interviewed before uh, but this was like summarizing life i've never done an interview with about life so this was a nice thing it was it just got summarized in like half an hour yep <laughs> <laughs> and any questions so, you have for me like the uh i think you would have uh, come across a lot of interesting people while you're doing this podcast mm-hmm. i think this is a great way of uh, connecting with people i always wanted to do something like this with designers and with people in the creative field especially so that i could increase um, you know my circle mm. so and i think but it requires a lot of dedication and you know a lot of skills and time and you know you really have to um, be uh, kind of uh, uh, very systematic to get everything in place and uh, i think great kudos to you for that thank you so much i uh, yeah i mean you know I, like i told you just before we started recording i've been doing this for four years in a gap and now i'm bringing it back to me uh, this series has very much been finding a way to create content out of doing things i enjoy i'm an extrovert i discovered an ability to have a conversation with a stranger a few years ago when i was in toastmasters and i'm like okay cool i can have conversations with strangers let me just turn that into a podcast and and yeah you're right it enables me to meet a lot of uh, new people and it's been very gratifying that way like I've, i've been able to speak to people in sri lanka in canada in in the uk all through just like recommendations so now abhilash recommended you i'm sure after this you'll recommend somebody else and that's how it grows and now hey listen you have a writer in your contact list and any time you need a freelance project uh, a writer you, you have one i have a designer now so that's amazing <laughs> what keeps you motivated to uh, take on these uh, long I, w- i would say this is like a very uh, it's a long term challenge what keeps you motivated 
honestly just a desire to create like i find i get bored really easily and i have become a bit of a homebody like just not wanting to go out i used to hate travel at a certain point and you if you hate travel and you don't take vacations and you don't go to places you need some other outlet to have new experiences right so reading is one for a lot of people for me this is a great way to do it and honestly it's just like it feels it feels like if i am helping at least one person feel good then it's mm-hmm. worth it and I, this series has sort of enabled me to do it my blogging has enabled me to do it previously and you know so on and so forth like all my experiences toastmasters and everything has very much been meet new people have them feel good and get gratification through that so you know like that's primarily my motivation so when i don't do it i feel really bad when i don't do anything i feel like i'm sitting in my room alone and that sucks and especially with mental health stuff like i have a lot of mental health stuff so um it becomes sort of necessary and i'd rather do something and fail than than not try something and then just sit at home and feel bad like on this bed like just lie here all day and just watch youtube for 7 hours i've done done that so many times so then becomes okay cool why not just try something else like let's try something new ha ah. no that's that's another thing on how uh, content is delivered to us so easily it's so easy to keep our mind occupied that um, i i do feel uh, sometimes that i have become more of a consumer than a creator yeah yeah that's that's and, a big conversation and and that's what creative <laughs> like it's okay to be a consumer but creative yeah. people know like that's all input and if you don't yeah. have output it's it's it like grows inside and it starts feeling cancerous and you need to get it out in some way or the yeah. other right so like i've done yeah. a little bit of design work obviously nothing super professional but i've done a little bit design work i do a lot of freelance writing i do blogging i have my own sort of uh, i i'm a technical writer so i have a job that's creative thankfully and then this just trying more and more new things and sure that becomes a portfolio of content that somebody else will consume yeah. but i'm not to uh, i'm not hung up on the fact of trying to become successful through this but i do want mm-hmm. to enjoy the process of creating and having yeah. these sort of conversations like i'm going to be feeling good about this conversation and the earlier interview that i did today uh-huh. uh, for the rest of the day i'm going to feel great about it okay, so, right so for an hour that i spend like 24 hours feel good and then tomorrow we'll yeah. see yes and so on and so forth yeah that's how i keep myself motivated yes that's that's good great all right uh, so i think we've reached the end of this first conversation it was lovely talking to you lovely meeting you uh, thank mm-hmm. you so much thanks thanks for having me here of course and i'll have you back again at some point in the future when i start doing repeat episodes uh yeah but, sure i i hope i'm at a different stage in life that time i think you're doing quite well <laughs> right but yeah uh thank you so much and uh you want to say bye to the audience anybody is still listening at 45 minutes in oh uh it was amazing being here and uh, i I I didn't know of the existence of this thing but I'm very keen and looking forward to 
uh, you know, listening to this podcast. So all the best. I hope you meet many more interesting people. And yeah, this is the first conversation. I hope there are many more to go on. Thank you so much. Let's stop yeah. recording now. And there you go. I hope you enjoyed that interview. I really had fun talking to her myself. And I hope that translated into wavelength form. Now, if you've reached this point of the podcast, then I am happy to inform you that you're a fan of it. You really enjoyed it. And therefore, you should consider following it on whatever platform you use, you're seeing it on or listening to it on. Because then you get notifications on when new episodes come out. And I think that would be really helpful for me and really cool of you to do. You'll be the coolest dude in the world if you just follow this podcast. But thank you so much for listening if you made it so far. I know I breathe a little bit heavy. I'm a little conscious about it. But it's fine. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.